What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender, Adam Ronis. Oh, baby. Ah, so much to talk about. Adam, how you doing, man? What's going on? Doing well, man. Just uh, another day. Uh, short hoop slate tonight. Only five games, but fun as always when uh, you have some player props on the line. Uh, yeah, you can definitely be sweating some player props. I'm sweating some uh, some NHL DFS lineups, and uh, and and we're dealing with the again more stuff going on. Uh, injuries, not reporting injuries, COVID situations happening. Um, I know you you had something that went down in the NBA. Uh, literally, um, you know, announced maybe like ten to fifteen minutes before lineup lock. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning center Steven Stamkos uh, out with a, a lower body injury, right? And it was like, uh, people are building their lineups around these guys. You know, like I built I built the lineup, Adi Streeter from fan, from uh, SiriusXM Fan Sports Radio. Uh, you know, we were talking lineups. We built a Tampa stack around Stamkos. And it's like, boom, now all of a sudden, you know, while I'm on air, I got to like make this stupid pivot. Man, these last-minute things, how do we not know that there's a lower body injury that could potentially take a guy out? It's absolutely brutal right now. Uh, for the NBA, the situation is Tyler Hero. And that five-game slate, um, and I saw some people tweet he was in the 30% range of some contest. We found out after lineup lock that he is a late scratch due to health and safety protocols. After so, lineup lock. Yeah, because the game... So the, the game technically was starting 7.30 p.m. Eastern, but it's a nationally televised game on TNT. So they come, they have a little pregame. And, but once it's 7.30, that's it. It locks on these sites. And the news dropped after 7.30. Like, how is this happening? Like, there's no way they just found out that second. They had to have known this beforehand. And this has happened a few times. There was some other late news tonight. Uh, Mason Plumley is inactive because of right elbow bursitis. But that happened half hour before tip-off. It's still bad because he wasn't on the injury report. So, like, where did that come from? But at least if you were paying attention and get alerts, okay, you could swap them out because the game didn't start. Still bad, but the Tyler Hero thing? Like, how are we just finding this out? And Miami was one of those teams that was hit hard by COVID. They had guys out for several weeks, and that's why they have such a bad record. But I don't understand why we didn't know this sooner. And it's not like this is one time. This has happened a couple of times. You had the whole stupid shit with Kevin Durant a couple weeks ago. Oh, Kevin Durant's not starting tonight. Oh, what? Oh, now he's in the game. Now he goes to sit down after picking up his fifth foul. Oh, you have to leave the game due to help. Like, what is going on here? Like, I understand we're trying to be safe, but how is this not announced? And, and people are probably like, oh, you're just pissed off because you had Hero in DFS or a player prop. No, I did not. I, I didn't play. The only DFS thing I did was a contest that Justin Frenchman and I do. We have this beer pong segment that we did last night. And Justin was the one who picked Tyler Hero and got screwed. I didn't play any other contest, and I had no player props with Tyler Hero. So this is not me, because people think that. When you say something on Twitter or say something on here and you sound upset, oh, well, you're just mad because, no, I have no stake in Tyler Hero tonight at all. I didn't bet the Miami-Houston game. None. But this is bad, man. We want people to play. We want people to have fun and enjoy this. Yeah, there's money on the line. People want to win big contests. But some people do this for fun, to watch the games and have 
entertainment for the night, especially with what's going on, this is going to turn people off. And I don't understand why the NBA is not ahead of this. They did something a couple years ago when DFS became popular. Oh, we're going to get the injury reports out. You have to know who's in a half hour before game time. What is going on now? I know it's COVID in different times, but the NFL has an hour and a half before game time. Why can't the NBA come up with this? And you follow the NHL more than me now. I heard this was never a problem with NHL. I've heard several instances this year where guys didn't know if they were playing. And you found out last second, this guy's not with the team. Yeah, and it's not just COVID. I can see and that's the thing, you know. I mean, because I've I've gotten some backlash on my my rants against beat writers, you know. I mean, people are like, well, because it's COVID, they don't have the access that they're supposed to have. They don't have uh, you know, they're not sitting there at the practices watching things, they're not sitting there at, you know, at the stadium watching like they uh, you know, like they used to do. Um, and and so their access is limited, but you know, I mean, again, you have to like how how are you not starting off every Q and A with every coach asking about a who's dealing with COVID concerns right now and b who else is dealing with other injuries? Like, start off with that and get that information out there, like because that's that's what your job is as a fucking beat writer. You're not supposed to, you know. We don't need fluff pieces. I don't need to know that, you know. Uh, Brian Arakpo has a uh, a cupcake business on the side. Like I don't I don't need to know that shit. It's not relevant to the sport or the games, you know. So you know we we sit there and we look at all of these garbage fluff pieces. And are they more abundant now because these guys don't have the access, or you know because they don't have the access, they're just they're not pushing like further to try and make that happen. Like how are you not like you know, trying to find different ways to access the info from coaches. Talk to if if you don't want to talk to the if you can't get a, an appointment with the head coach, then get an assistant. If you can't get the assistant, get a trainer, right? Somebody out there who's affiliated with the team who can give you proper assessment of these injuries. And and nobody pushes for something like that. I don't know if it's like if there's a gag order by all the leagues and they're trying to not report things properly. I'm not really sure what what it is there, but I'm tired of people being like, oh, well, it's COVID, so they can't, you know, they just don't have the access. They're not pushing for the access. Like, what kind of reporter is that? I I don't know what the situation is because I think some beat reporters are actually not traveling. Um, I don't – so, like, in this case, Miami's on the road. I don't know if Miami has any beat writers there. So I think this is more an NBA issue. Like, we can't be finding out – Right at tip-off. Oh, he's not playing. Health and safety protocols. Why don't we know this beforehand? So I think the NBA needs to step in and do something. And with the injury reports, just like the NFL. All right, inactives an hour and a half before game time. Baseball, lineups out there three, three and a half hours. Yeah, of course, there's going to be last second. Oh, this pitcher warmed up. His shoulder's stiff. He's out. Okay, we understand that. But, like, we're finding out, like, right at tip-off. 10 minutes before a game, like what's going on? Like there has to be a more strict policy. And I'm surprised that it's not happened, especially with sports gambling becoming legal in more states. I mean, that's part of why the injury reports out there is to have this information for people that are putting money on the games. I know why they have it out there. Do do I understand really this whole thing? No, I don't. It's uh, it's, it's shit, dude. It really is. It's uh, 
It's bumming me out. It bum- Listen, I've been bitching about beat writers for for years. I think that it's just it's completely gone downhill. You know, you're like, you know what what pisses me off most about the NHL is that you know you've started seeing it. People are afraid to write shit because they're afraid that they're going to lose their access. Like, you know, apparently there was a beat writer in the NFL who wrote some disparaging remarks about a particular coach and team and, uh, and, and the coach banned this person from the locker room. And now everybody's following suit with that. And, uh, and they're taking, you know, so, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me, you know, why, why, why do you even have a beat writer covering the team for, for the newspaper, just ask the team to just put out, you know, whatever, you know, whatever they've got on their website, you're going to put in your, you're going to print in your paper, right? Because that's all you're doing is you're just being a mouthpiece for, uh, for, for the team, for the coach. You're just, that's all you're doing. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think it's tough to judge when we don't know exactly what the access is. And again, I think some of these guys are not traveling to road games. Um, a lot of these interviews are done on Zoom. You're not getting one-on-ones. That's the problem. I mean, when you're just interviewing someone on Zoom and it's a whole group, it's different. I Trust me, I know. I've been in locker rooms. It's different than getting a one-on-one. You're just not getting the same information. You're not getting these guys on the phone. You're not just calling up Jimmy Butler. Hey, can we talk? It's not happening. You got to be there. You got to be present. You walk over to him in the locker room and you get a one-on-one access. Now it's a whole group on Zoom. So you're not getting anything confidential the whole group has it so i'm not going to be that critical because i don't know the exact conditions as someone who has been a reporter before it is very difficult if they're not in the locker room talking to these guys because you can't get one-on-ones you just can't well then you know what in order to do your job you have to find alternative ways to do it you can't just you can't just not cover it well you cover it but what you what do you want them to do if you're not in the locker room interviewing these guys. You've seen it. There's no locker room interviews. All these interviews we see are on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just interview different people then. Don't try. I mean, but listen, you, if you're not you, going to get. Do you want, who do you want them to interview? I told you. Go for, for assistant coaches. Go what for, if you for can't, trainers. What if they, you can't access them? You're not in the building. It's different when you're in the building. You walk around and talk to people. No, but I mean, you have to you have to run things through the PR department. You you have to run everything. Everything through the media department is is set up. Like except for you know, so even like getting your your locker room badge and going in there, that has to be set up by a particular department that's part of the team, right? So if you contact the media department and you okay, say, okay, so do you do you think you're going to get an assistant coach an hour before the game on the phone? No, not an hour before the game, but at least you. Well, can we're get... talking about information before the game, correct? So how yes. how do you want them to get it? If so the team's get not it, putting get it, it there? earlier in the day. It doesn't have to be an hour before. If Look, there's somebody, oh. if there's somebody who's dealing with an injury, like let's say Stamkos was today, or the reason that you know, or 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 COVID concerns, like you know, like you know, you're talking about with the NBA. If you you know that you know that more than an hour before the game, you know it more than an hour before. The team well, knows it, but they they well. If that's the problem now, if you're not there and you don't have the access, the team doesn't have to release it. That's where the league has to step in and set. Buy a where, fucking bouquet of flowers and and a fucking box of candy and bribe somebody over the goddamn team yeah, uh, in know, their media department gonna... and say, "I just want you know what I want. I want to talk to this assistant coach at some point during the day today." 
Please just set this up for me. I'm not asking you for, you know, don't give me, you know, the uh, head coach. Don't give me his top. Give me an assistant coach uh, who's obviously familiar with the team, who's not being, you know, pestered for a ton of interviews. That's that's who I want to talk to. All right. So say you talked to him four hours before the game. All right. And he said, yeah, everything's good. And then the injury pops up two hours later or the COVID test two hours later. Then what? Then I know that this dude fucking lied to me. You don't know that. I mean, it's possible that, again, the whole Kevin Durant thing was nuts. Like, how is someone supposed to have that? He's, you know, they said he's not starting and then he's in the game and then he's out. So, like, uh, like, how is someone supposed to to get that? It sucks for us, but you got to look at it from the other side, too. I do look at it from the other side, but for the same token, I mean, I should, I should, Trump, have, I, I'm telling I should you have some, to cut them slack for not doing. I'm not the, saying the cut them slack, job. but but you, you when you're not in the locker room and you're not face to, that's how people get stories. You're face to face in the locker room and you're talking to people. You see someone, you talk to them for 10, 15, They see your face. You develop a relationship with them. That's how you get stories. That's how you get information. I understand that, and that's not happening right now. So you have to find alternative ways to do it. Okay, so what are the answers, bro? I don't know. I just told you what the answers were. Find you, okay. out if you can get a if you can get a conversation with somebody else, somebody further down the chain. You have to be able. You have to be able to talk to somebody. And what if they don't give you that information? What if they don't say say everything's good? Then I, what? Did you not just ask me that? Did we just rewind or something on the on on the app or something like that? I just said to you, if if they tell you that everything's good, and then and you know two three hours later, all of a sudden, uh, you know, pulled from the game or something like that, the dude either lied to you, or girl either lied to you, or it, it was a random occurrence that just happened last minute. You okay, know what? So you say, go, say they you go back you. and you interview so, the person again later on and you find out, are they lying to you or are you getting the full story? Because if they're lying to you, then you know that you're never going to get the real story. And then you say to people, you're, you know, <laughs> you're, you're going to have to take your fucking chances here because this team is not providing accurate information and they're continuously covering up stories uh, about injuries and problems. Like and and you out them on it, oh! But yo, know, they'll take away my access. Oh well, it's not like your access is getting you anything right now, anyway, is it? Yeah, I mean they they can they can either lie straight up or the it happens after. I'm just saying there. It's one thing if they're there every day before COVID, and you want to be critical, fine. But when you're not in the locker room and you don't have access to these guys every day on a daily basis and it's just a Zoom, you're just not going to get much information. And again, this to me comes down to the leagues. The NBA has got to set, hey, the injury's got to be in an hour before the game. And then once you see a team continuously going after that, then you penalize them, right? That's the simple Correct. way to, to, to fix this. It comes down to the league. We, we can't be finding out right after tip of all. Tyler Hero's out due to health and safety protocol. So you're telling me that this continuously happens with all these players were just getting COVID issues or finding stuff out right at tip-off? No. So the league has to step in and say, injury reports got to be out hour before the game. And then once you see a team continuously, oh, five minutes before the game, you got to penalize. 
eyes and be like, look, this is the report. You can't tell me four times in two weeks that you're having a guy pop up with an injury or COVID 10 minutes before the game. That's the way it's it, it's got to stop because, you know, th- otherwise it's going to keep going like this. Right. So you're you're cutting you're cutting the beat writers the slack and you're and you're basically saying that this is this. You know, basically, you're saying that the onus is on the league. The onus is on the league to have the teams report the injury an hour before. And if there are problems that suddenly arise, uh, you get a you get a, a like one get out of jail free card. Say, all right, isn't that that randomly happens? But if it if it becomes recurring behavior by the team, then you penalize even further. I'm fine with that. I'm 100% fine with that, with with this being uh, on the league. In the meantime, until that happens, okay, I think, listen, these are different times. We have to adjust a million different things. Like, that's I mean, just the world is not the same as it was two years ago. It's not even the same as it was a year ago. Like we're in a, just a completely different state. So doing your job as a beat writer, guess what? That changes now. Now you have to figure out how you're going to obtain the information that you need to properly do your job because the old way, it ain't working anymore because you don't have that access. So you have to go out and find a different way, not just sit there and wait for the team scheduled, you know, press conference or the team's pre, you know, yeah, with, uh, with, with, you know, meet the players and talk to a coach for, you know, uh, half an hour out of a day. Like that's not, you know, like sitting around and waiting for that is not the way you should be doing your job. If you're covering a team, that's what I'm saying here is that I get it. What you're saying make the league responsible for this and have the league make these changes and fight with the players association, however you have to do it, but you got to get that shit done. In the meantime, beat writers need to adjust their methods uh, in order to do their job properly, because if they don't Adam, then this is not going to change at all because I, whatever. I mean, if the league finally decides to do it, um, it's going to, it's going to end up being somebody with a lot of money <laughs> in the the gambling world is going to have to lean on the league to get that done properly. And yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of people who have more money than the NBA, but I mean, does the NBA capitulate to that? Oh, well, you know, I got to help out the gamblers here. Oh, I got to help out the DFS world here by, you know, starting, you know, bullshit with my teams who are, you know, not reporting their injuries properly. Like, I mean, that's, that's the dilemma that we're in, and you and me uh, in the fantasy industry. I almost feel we're sitting at the bottom of the fucking food chain. Yeah, I mean, look, it's the the broadcasters aren't even traveling. I mean, Mike Breen and Walt Clyde Frazier were doing the play by play in color off a of TV in New York. I mean, it's it's different times, and if the reporters say they do have a player's number, and they go, "All right, I'm going to call the player and to get the word," and the player don't pick up, it doesn't call you back. I mean, right? You tried, but they don't. They might be like, oh, "I don't. I'm not dealing with the media anymore. Uh, they're not here. I'll just do my Zoom call. That's it." Yeah, I mean, listen, and and if that happens, then you, as the beat writer, tell the world, tell the fucking world, man, dude. I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and pussyfoot around. Like, if I have an interview set for somebody and he blows it off, 
And, and no, then, I'm not saying know. an interview set. You're saying you have to find different ways. So say I'm a beat writer and I got Jimmy Butler's phone number. I go, all right, let me call Jimmy and try and get him on the phone and see what's going on. And Jimmy doesn't answer the phone. It doesn't call back, doesn't respond to text. What right. do you do then? Okay. Yeah. What do you do then? Well, I mean, hey, how did you get Jimmy Butler's number? Who gave it to you? Did Jimmy Butler's agent you, give it you, to you? You might have developed a relationship by covering the team and you have his so, number. So you developed a relationship with Jimmy Butler? As a beware, sure, you could. Okay. okay, absolutely. If it happens more than once, then you know what? You know, I thought Jimmy and I were boys because Jimmy well, gave me not, his you're number. You're never boys. You're never boys. I'm just saying. I thought Jimmy and I were boys because he gave me his number, said he's happy to do interviews with me. I call him. He doesn't call me. I leave a message. He doesn't Dude, call you're, me You're back. never going to say that publicly, man. That's not how it works. Why not? What it do you got to work. lose? You'll then you, no one will ever talk to you again. Nobody. It's not just Jimmy Butler. You could say, oh, well, you don't need Butler. He didn't help you. No one will ever talk to you again. Nobody's talking to him now. One player, I'm saying. But when things go back to normal, there's it's going to go back to normal at some point. They're starting to let fans in New York. So at some point, it will be. You, no one will ever talk to you again. Yeah, well. You got to pick and choose who you're going to out on that then. That's that's the risk you take. So why do you think no one's ever outed anyone? Why has this never happened? Because everybody's afraid to lose their access. Because you want when you have sources, you have to protect them. If you want to get a source, if you want to break stories. Oh, you didn't tell me that Jimmy Butler was uh, was gave him his number because he's an anonymous source. You don't know that, though. I'm just saying, though. But even if you came out of outed of someone you say hey i've been trying to reach this guy he's always been good to me now he won't answer me he doesn't talk to me how are you supposed to get a source down the road when you did that well be again okay see you're 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 saying two different things now now no, you're they, telling me that i'm hand, using that handle no, no, they correlate listen, to each other listen, yes, you're do. asking there's there's one thing when you talk you when jimmy if jimmy butler gives me his number okay and i talk to jimmy butler and blah 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 and i say okay great thanks so much and I put that into my next article. Jimmy Butler said X, Y, and Z. Now, if Jimmy Butler says to me, hey, this is off the record, or you didn't hear this from me, so if you print it, don't put my name in it anywhere, then that's a different story. That's oh, protecting- see, Howard, you're missing my point. I'm saying, okay, so if you are a reporter and you say, Jimmy Butler won't talk to me, he's not answering, everyone sees that. And then every other player, GM, any personnel, any source. you So say you have a source in the front office of Miami and they see you outing Butler like that. They're not going to give you any more information. So you all your sources across the league are done. They're not going to associate with you anymore. That's why no one does that. Why do you think no reporter has ever said that publicly? Because you need sources. We've and heard. We, no, 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 no. We've seen reports. That's the Who? whole story that I just said. I don't remember the guy's name. I'll go back and I'll look through notes and I'll see if I can find okay, the name. How often a, does that happen? It was a beat writer in the NFL and the coach uh, did. He, he refused access. And I kind of feel like it was Sean Payton, but I'm not 100% sure. Well, that's different. If a team, if the coach refused access, that's different. No, the coach that, refused access because he didn't like what the guy was writing about the team. Well, that's that's different. Well, that's what I'm talking about, though. But see, the player's not refusing access. He's just not answering your calls. I'm saying you're asking for people to go to different avenues. So if a reporter has a player number and calls them, the player doesn't have to answer. They don't have no, to respond. The, uh, I think you're missing my point here because I, I get okay. what you're saying. 
but it depends on what this relationship is with Jimmy Butler. If I'm Howard Bender, you know, better yet, Adam Ronis of Newsday, right? Like covering the covering the Knicks, okay, and has been uh, amazing. And 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 you know, he gets all these gets all these quotes from Patrick Ewing, and it's absolutely amazing. And blah blah blah, and this and that, and this goes on for like like two years. All right. Are you then going to turn around in the time of COVID and say, well, now Patrick won't return my calls? Uh, you know, if he, you know, if he doesn't, if, if, if it happens once or twice or three times, no. But if you went from like being boys with somebody and getting all of this stuff and printing all of his name and his quotes and everything like that, if like all of a sudden you get ghosted completely by the team, well, then I'd be like, you know, I've tried to do my job as best I can. You guys know me. I've, you know, I have a longstanding relationship with the Knicks. I'm Adam fucking Ronis. Uh, Pat Ewing and I were like besties. We go out for malts all the time. We can't now during the time of COVID. And during the time of COVID, he's like completely ghosted me. So I don't, I don't, I don't have it anymore. I don't, I don't have, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, he's not going to do it. Like if you, if he doesn't take like one or two of your calls, but if he's like, if you're blown off and you can't do your job properly for weeks, come on. I mean, they, but aren't they essentially saying that by not having access to the locker room? No, no nobody's saying that they can't do their job because they don't have access to the they're locker not, room. They're not saying they're not doing their job. They say it's you just don't have the same access. If you're a beat reporter and you're used to traveling with the team on the road and now you can't. They're not allowing you to go on the road now. You're only covering home games. Now your job changes, right? So, like, the, yes. if, they, if there's no Heat beat reporters at Houston tonight for the Rocket game, how are they supposed to get the Tyler Hero information if the team doesn't some, release anything? If you're at the arena and they're there, you'll see stuff. You'll be like, wait a second, where is Tyler Hero? And then you could tweet it out, right? But if you're not there and you're watching it on TV, how are you supposed to get it? Well, if that's what's going on, then what you that have is to do is you have to find – you have to you have to make an arrangement with a beat writer in every fucking city. Then somebody, you know, in that way, because if that person's there at the game and that person's getting the information, well, they then let they, them share that with you. Do, okay, so say you cover the Houston Rockets, okay, okay, and you're going to tweet that out if you if you see something, right? Because sure. you're breaking info. No one did, so they obviously kept it top secret. There's no, you're not getting press conferences before the game. You used to. You'd always get access to a coach a couple hours before the game. You don't have it now. Right, but okay, if you, if you don't see the guy in warm-ups or something like that because you're at the stadium and you're watching what's going on and who's out warming up beforehand. Well, apparently he was warming up. At least pregame they showed him taking shots. I don't know what time it was at, though. So that goes back to, again, it's an NBA thing. The NBA's got to step in here. I mean, once in a while... All right, fine. Maybe there is, but it's happening too much. Like, how do we know after game time? Did they just find out? Maybe it's possible. 735. Oh, Tyler Hero. There was talk about Tyler Hero two weeks ago that his girlfriend had COVID or something, and we thought he was going to sit. He wound up playing through the whole thing. So did they? Did he just tell the team today, oh, I got a call that someone I live with has COVID? Possible. I don't know. That's the thing. We don't know what's going on. Well, then that's what I would do as a beat writer. Then I would find I would hook up with somebody from a paper, uh, you know, in every city. Find, you know, who's got the access and stuff like that. You you break the story. Go ahead. But just, 
you know, put me second on your list so I can at least tweet it out to, to my people too. I can just retweet you, you know, and do it that way. I mean, you, you find a, you find sources, you find a different way around it. Like you, you, you have to, you have to. Cause until, until the league is like forced to do it themselves, then, then you got to find a, a different route. You just, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there's nothing else to say. There's nothing else to say about that. All right, I'll tell you what. So we'll uh, we'll put a pin in the uh, in the I hate beat writers conversation, uh, and give you guys a, a a look over here at Monkey Knife Fight, our sponsor. Give them a big thanks, and uh, and let's pay, play some pay some bills here uh, and get it done. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right, Adam. Well... You know, it's kind of been a quiet news day right now. There really hasn't been a lot going on in the world. I know you're sweating some NBA stuff. Uh, I know that uh, I'm sweating some NHL stuff. I, how the hell do the Florida Panthers have four goals at this point right now? That is beyond belief. Um, Vasilyevsky absolutely sucks balls tonight, and I'm glad I didn't use him. Not that Varlamov for the Islanders is any better. But at least he's not giving up goals like Vasilyevsky is right now. Um, interesting conversation we had earlier, Adam. Uh, we're talking about dinner, right? The great yeah. meatloaf debate. What's your take on meatloaf? I like it. I don't eat it much. Um, I had an ex-girlfriend that actually made phenomenal meatloaf. And her kids didn't like it. It was like whenever she said we're having meatloaf tonight, you see the kids all disappointed. I'm like, come on, guys. It's good. No, nah, I don't like it. Um, but I have rarely eaten it since. It's not something that you kind of go out of your way for. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but when she made it, I liked it. I was like, yeah, this is good. Meatloaf is a dish that moms make, right? You know, you, you don't really see – like, I, you know, I was telling you back in the day when I was working over at Heartland Brewery, um, in New York City, uh, you know, there was a meatloaf on the menu. And, you know, I was, it's not like I'm going to go out to like a diner or a Heartland or something like that and order the meatloaf. It has to be somebody's mom, like making it. It has to be like home cooked in the house for me. 
Um, cause I, I used to dig it, man. I, I dig meatloaf. So the fact that your ex-girlfriend making it for you and her kids, that's, that's perfectly acceptable. But is there anybody's meatloaf in this world that's better than your own mom's? Like, that's the question. Is your mom's meatloaf better than my mom's meatloaf? Or is that just way too subjective a decision? Yeah, it's subjective, right? Unless you've had both. I mean, everyone's going to always back their mom usually, right? Oh, no, some people will throw their mom under the bus. Like, oh, yeah. I, she I, sucks. Listen, for so many things, I'll throw my mom under the bus. No <laughs> question about it. Yeah. No so, yeah, and your mom's guess, never made me her meatloaf. Yeah. So I guess it's a subjective thing. <laughs> but no one yet. You're right. No one really. You never hear anyone mention meatloaf at all. No. No, you don't. Which is kind of weird. I mean, diners why, why, have, why don't diners in New York have meatloaf? Diners in New York have meatloaf. There's yeah. some places out there that have meatloaf. It's just it's one of those things that why am I going out for dinner? Like, I get it. You know, it's a home cooked, you know, comfort food kind of a thing. But why do I want like you know some you know some chef's meatloaf? Well, it doesn't have like that same flair that like meatloaf like you grew up eating. Lipton onion soup mix, some breadcrumbs, you crack an egg in there, and you mix it all up in some fucking chopped meat, right? That's that's meatloaf. I know Boston Market had it for a little bit. I don't know if they still do. Would you ever order meatloaf? Like if you went to like a comfort food place, you went to a diner. I never have. I don't think I ever have. I don't re ever recall ordering meatloaf from anywhere. But you've seen it on the menu, right? Yeah. And What's you your just, reaction you, to it? You're just like you just go you right just, past it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meatloaf. <laughs> Eating somebody else's meatloaf. Can you show me the mother. Show me the mom who's got pictures of her kids who's making this fucking meatloaf for me, and then I'll see about having it. But I'm not gonna go out and order that crap. Come on. Yeah, I never have. <laughs> This is what happens, people, when Adam doesn't when Adam needs to eat before the show. And in the middle of it all, my wife texted me saying that it's taco night at the Benders. Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. I like tacos. Hmm. I had a burrito two nights ago. Similar to tacos. Oh, dude, come on, man. I I, I could eat like meatballs like like every day of the week. Oh, of course. I think I did. My wife made sherried meatballs for the Super Bowl. She made so many that we had more left the next day. And then the day after that, I had a meatball parm. Meatball parm is good. Hmm, that's another idea. Hmm. Right? That I could be a, a, yeah, that might be that might be an option for tonight. You put that in my head now. Right. Well, when was the last time you had a, a meatball parm? Uh probably two weeks ago, maybe. Okay. See. That's yeah, because last week I last week, um, first week of February, I think that Monday there was a ton of snow, so I did not really go out too much to get food that week. Um, so yeah, I think it's been like two weeks. All right, so that's that's a decent option for you. You know what? I mean, if you did the burrito two nights ago and that's it, that's an issue. Um, then obviously you can't share in the taco night that I'm going to be. Uh, having. Burritos, burritos, and tacos are good, bro. Burritos, tacos, enchiladas, tostadas, they're all the same, dude. It's yeah, all they are. Yeah, it's just it's the, meat, cheese, guac, lettuce, guac, lettuce, salsa, tomato, rice, beans. Rice, beans. Like it's <laughs> I think I called a Taco Bell a taco origami. Because it's the same thing, just in like 10 different shapes. Yeah. 
Like, how can we, well, you know, like the, the Chalupa or what was the, uh, what's, what's the other stuff they had? The Gordita, which is like the soft inside the hard shell. I, I haven't had Taco Bell for at least a year, maybe really? more. Yeah. Because there's not one that's real, like close by, like I'm talking like, you know, two, three miles. And I actually don't eat a lot of fast food anymore. Like I, I'm trying to remember what the last fast food I had was maybe Wendy's. Um, I don't, I don't eat Wendy's McDonald's Burger King that often. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that. I don't do the fast food that often either. I mean, we did just have, um, I think my wife got like a McDonald's breakfast. Yeah. I did like a couple oh my, like, yeah. Eight. McDonald's breakfast is not that bad. I haven't had that in so long. I yeah. kind of like their pancakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pancakes. She got the. Uh, she yeah. got herself the big breakfast. And their she got hash me a browns are phenomenal. Of, uh, their oh, hash, hash browns, browns are great too. Yeah. But you know what? The the, the fight they see Taco Bell. I I I love Taco Bell, and I'll eat I actually like it. Bell. I just it's, uh, watch if you make me drive to fucking Taco Bell tonight. <laughs> well, dude, it's like here's the thing. The best part about Taco Bell, in in all honesty, is that you can you can over order, and then put it in the fridge and. I mean, listen, I'll eat cold Taco Bell the next day, but you can also just heat it right back up and it's perfectly fine. The tortillas, depending on the, if you're going soft tacos or something like that, then the tortillas kind of get a little funky, uh, like trying to reheat those. But dude, like cold Taco Bell, I'll do that all day long, all day long, especially when you got the sour cream in there. So it like, you know, kind of like hardens up and it gives it some shape to it. Yeah, one of these days I have to go to Taco Bell. Hopefully I'm driving around and it's like, oh, there's Taco Bell. You know what? I'm hungry. Yeah, let me go in there and because uh, I haven't had it in a long, long time. See, it's funny. We've got a place like Taco Bell is a little bit more of a drive for us here. But, you know, there, there's like there's a good Mexican place over by us that, that we've gone to a couple of times. There's a place that that every surfer in the Northern California area uh, near me that, you know, a burrito place that they, people swear up and down the line on these things. Uh, I got to tell you, um, I went there one time, you know, first couple of times, you know, we went there, we got some food from there. It was, it was okay. It was good. Um, and then I got a, I got a, a carnitas burrito from them one time. And I don't know what was in there, whether it was a tooth or a knuckle or something what? like that. Oh, yeah. I fucking bit into that, and I like, I get, just like, that's what the it. You're done. And I spit it out, and I just, I just threw up all over. Like that was was just that was it. And like every time somebody recommends that fucking place to me now, I'm like, really? Why? Because I want to eat some somebody's teeth or a knuckle, whatever the hell that was. It was so horrible, man. It was so horrible. Yeah. Once you have that situation, you just can't go back to a spot. Because you just have that memory etched forever. I'm the same way when I get hair in my food. Well, see, with me, sometimes I'm like, wait, that shit might be my hair. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, maybe, maybe because when I leaned over to eat, my hair came out because I have so much hair. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, I guess I rational, I, I'm like, ah, that's probably my hair. It fell out of my head. It's not their fault. Yeah. See, not me because I keep the hair short. But I'm, dude. I've I've had like I mean experiences. I, I had um I I haven't had a was it Krispy Kreme? It was Krispy Kreme. 
Yeah, they opened a new one by me. I never went there, but it's not that far. Um, I got a, I got a cinnamon donut from them, right? And I and I bit into it, and I, and, you know, you try to just bite off a piece, and and it wouldn't come apart. And so I spit it out into my hand, like what what the hell's going on? And there was this big black hair, like inside, like woven inside the donut. Sounds like a pubic hair. No, oh, dude! If it was if anybody's pubic hair was that long, like if it were like if it were a pube, I'd be like, ah, it's a pube, whatever, no problem. No, dude, this was like this was a fucking long ass hair, and and it was so in there that it was like that the donut wouldn't come apart, and I just I threw up all over the place. It just grossed me out so much, and like I can't even look at Krispy Kreme now. I can't. I have a hard time with Dunkin' Donuts at times, too. I'm actually going to throw up just ha- telling this story. You know, like when you get like that buildup of extra saliva in your mouth when you're about to throw up? Right. I'm getting that right now. Well, we don't want you to get sick and vomit. No, no. But all right. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm all worked up now. Right? <laughs> this was our, our meatloaf conversation was supposed to be the cool down from our beat writer argument. <laughs> 40 minutes later. <laughs> Howard's about to vomit from memories of a pubic hair. Oh, again, if it were a pubic hair, I'd be fine. <laughs> I just think the story is better with a pubic hair. Yeah, but see, but see, that's the thing though, is that like the pubic hair wouldn't have held the whole donut together. And that's like that was like the gross part, you know, when you're like, oh, I can't even. Oh, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm having one of those sense memory issues right now of the uh of the donut, of of like feeling in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Wow. I just I, realized I made another mistake, man. Oh, what'd you do? I gave out on wager alarm tonight, Jimmy Butler over 33 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And I just checked and I did not put it in. He's got already uh, 22 combined uh, with 31 seconds left in the first half. So he's probably going to go over. And I didn't bet it. Oh, man. Adam, Adam, When you Adam. get busy during the day and you think you put things in and you don't. You got to double, double check your work, man. Double check. Well, I'm, I mean, there's still time left. I mean, he should go over, barring an injury. But um, And then last night, LaMelo Ball, over 17 and a half points, right? He had 17 points through three quarters. Coach sat him the entire fourth quarter. Oh, I saw you tweet that out the other night, Dude. man. That yeah. must have fucking drove you insane. Yeah, man. I mean, all I needed was one point, a free throw, and he sits the whole fourth quarter. Oh, we're trying to monitor his minutes. The dude's fucking 20 years old. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> he can't play another few minutes in the fourth quarter? I know he, 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 you know his minutes have been up the last four or five games because he started up. He's 20 years old. Come on, man. 
Oh shit, dude! Are basketball people the are basketball players the softest athletes out there right now? I don't know if it's the softest. It's the coach. You know, the coach made the decision. Actually, he's fucking nineteen, bro. He turns twenty in August. I mean, all right. So his minutes since uh, February first. So he played thirty-one minutes February first. Day off. Thirty-eight minutes on the third. Day off. Thirty-nine minutes on the fifth. Day off, 31 minutes on the 7th, back-to-back, 32 minutes the next night, day off. It wasn't even back-to-back. I thought it was. Motherfucker. It wasn't even back-to-back. 28 (laughs) minutes. Really? Oh, now I'm even more fucking mad. I wish I didn't look this up. I thought it was back-to-back. Not even back-to-back. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, man. You have to be kidding me. Yeah, and I am pissed for the people. Oh, you only mad because they had a player from. Yeah, I am. And a lot yeah. of people on Wager Alarm had it too because they were telling me. And someone's like, oh, uh, I'm just going to like this because it's the 18th like. It's appropriate. I'm like, damn, it's kind of trolling, but pretty, pretty uh, funny. <laughs> Got to give them credit there. Um, but I guess because it was a blowout, they were down. I don't know. What were they down at the time? 18 points? Come on, man. It's 18 points at the beginning of the fourth quarter. It's the NBA. LaMelo Ball's been hot. He can't catch fire and and cut that deficit to 10 or 8 and you're back in the game? Come on, man. That's the word. It's one thing if you lose the player prop. Fine. The guy sits the whole fourth quarter. 19-year-old. Right, and you need a half point. You need just one more point to go over that mark. Now, on the flip side, I did... uh, I guess I kind of caught a break last night, so... I didn't have this on wager alarm because the news broke late. But once I saw Anthony Davis was ruled out, I immediately went to BetMGM. The game was frozen. I went to FanDuel Sportsbook. Game was frozen. I went to DraftKings. Was not frozen. Boom. Dennis Schroeder over 15 and a half points. He has 13 in the first half. He scored two in the second half. Thank goodness the game went to overtime and I cashed. (laughs) So I guess sometimes it balances out, but like. Come on, 13 in the first half, the props 15 and a half. The guy scores two in the second half. Unbelievable. It, like things like that, you're like, all right, like we've talked about. I'm on the right path, got it right. Sometimes catch a bad break, you know? Well, or you know what? Or or, 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 or the, the Pacers coach, just shit the bed. You know? or, the, or the coaches are are, you know, working the uh the working the gambling circuit. They're like, oh, oh shit, he's about to go over on his prop. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that shit. Oh, you know what? You can't put anything past this world. Not that not that you make a ton of prop bets. There's usually a a max, but still. Um because did you see that shit going around about the guy who ran on the field oh. putting a tweet up? Oh, because he because he put 50k yeah. on a on a prop bet. Show yeah, me one book on. that's taking yeah, 50k exactly. on a prop. Thank you. And and people were like, oh my god, that's so genius. I should do that. Like people fall for so much easy shit now. The world is a stupid fucking place. Oh, the dude, you've probably found, I had this conversation with my friend the other day. The dude, um, the dude that gets everyone, um, you know what I'm talking about on Twitter? He's got a, what's this name? He, like, he'll make up stories and people will, like, legitimate reporters will retweet it. I gotta find it now. I know you probably, you probably, like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. As it stands see. right now, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But there's, there's sure dude gonna... has, he'll change his account so it looks like all the legit beat reporters. But if you look at the handle, you know it's not. And he has a decent amount of followers. He actually had six-figure following and then 
got canned and then did it with a different one. Um, but he sent some wild tweets out. Let me see. My friend recently um, sent me a bunch of them. He's like, when I brought it up, he's like, oh, you reminded me of so much stuff. And he started going and sending me old ones. Um, damn, I'll have to find it and send it to you. And then you'll probably be like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like as it stands right now, I have no clue. Oh, Barry McCockiner. <laughs> have you ever seen that account? No. Let me see if it, yeah, bro. Oh my god, I, he's he said some crazy stuff. Like when you just re- okay, so, uh, his handle is at Ultra Weed Hater. Yes, there you go, dude. This was from uh, a few years ago. Ugly scene in the Cavs locker room after the game. LeBron just threw a Gatorade bottle in frustration and accidentally hit a make-a-wish kid. <laughs> Paramedics are now on the scene trying to revive the child who appears to have suffered severe blunt force trauma from the impact. Oh, my. LeBron looked around the locker room and said, well, at least I finally hit something tonight. Everyone started laughing. Class act. And, like, people were retweeting. They got 763 retweets, 1.1 thousand likes. He does it all the time and gets people like legit reporters will retweet this stuff. Well, now I see I see a Barry McCockiner who is at Ultra Weed Hater, and then I see another Barry McCockiner with uh, at No More Scenes. It's probably both, but yeah, I'm looking. There's nothing crazy there now. Um, I don't know if he deletes them to retweet the cow, but I can send you a screenshot of uh, some stuff from a, a few years ago. It's funny. Like, it's funny stuff, like, and people get duped. But, like, all you got to do is look at the handle. Like, people just see the name and the picture, and they're right. like, oh, it's it's Adam Schefter, you know, and they get duped. It happens. You, you know this. It happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a lot of funny stuff with, uh, with you know, people getting tripped up by uh, by fake accounts. And, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, from a from a from a standpoint of somebody who works in the industry who kind of relies on that, you're like, fuck, man, that that totally sucks. And, you know, you, you know, we just we just retweeted that from the house account because of whatever. And so so it's kind of out there. And that's uh, that's a little bit of a bummer. But, you know, then there's yeah. <laughs> somebody from um, oh, man, this is this is years ago when. uh Somebody tweeted out that it was from a fake Woj account that uh, and, and they showed the video and it was like uh, so and so's crossover, you know, causes uh, Dante Exum to break both ankles. Surgery is inevitable. Right. And, and so all of a sudden somebody from the notes department like puts that out as a player note on the website. <laughs> it's like. Dante Exum expected to have, you know, surgery on both ankles and like citing the the tweet as the source because they got fooled on a on a Woj account. Like some shit like that is can be funny, but from a different standpoint, kind of uh kind of sucks. All right, I'm gonna I'm sending you some text of some stuff that he's done in the past. Oh, that okay. people yeah, they're just some of them are just so bizarre. It's like it's like, could you really fall for this? Like, the stories are so, like, ridiculous. All right, let's see. Oh, like, it's God. amazing that people fall for some of this stuff. <clears throat> Incredible scene just now in the Chiefs locker room. Jackson Mahomes, Patrick's gay brother, started twerking before shoving the Lombardi trophy completely up his ass. 
Several players, including Tyreek Hill, started punching him to force the trophy to squirt back out. Mega at Mega Troop Lover in Fapaport. Uh, are you playing music? No. Somebody starting up a jackhammer? Uh, there's a door next to me where you put the garbage and it's right next to me. So I'm surprised you could hear that, that I picked it up. But I guess this mic is phenomenal. Good job on the microphone. <laughs> Emotions are running high right now in the 49ers locker room. Rookie sensation Nick Bosa is sitting at his locker crying and yelling, I want to do shit. <laughs> Several teammates are consoling him. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. All right. I'm going <laughs> to have to go through some of these. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Paramedics now on the scene trying to revive the child who appears to have suffered severe blunt force trauma. Ay, ay, ay. D Wade, being the leader that he is, just ran over the child's body and began shouting, Don't you die on me, you son of a bitch. Yeah, because I brought this to my friend's attention the other day, and he's like, oh, yeah, I've been following for years, and he started sending me stuff. He's like, yeah, man, reporters get fall for it all the time or retweet it. Like, I've seen some of them, but, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I just laugh. These fucking dumb reporters always fucking retweet and get duped by it. And he's a reporter himself. <laughs> uh, what did I just get? Oh, Jim Bowden just sent me breaking news. The NFL has just announced that all future Super Bowls will be played in Dallas oh, to that... ensure no team will ever yeah, get home I field advantage again. Yesterday. <laughs> I saw it yesterday. He sent that to you? Yeah. Wow, I thought you would find it and send it to him. Uh, well, you know what? Because I sent him one. It was uh, it was a picture of like an old Dallas Cowboys videotape, their last Super Bowl. You know, the kind that you order when you order Sports Illustrated and you get the, yeah. the, the video mm -hmm. and the sneaker phone. So it was a picture of that. And it said that VHS tapes apparently have um, like a 20 year, you know, a 20 year shelf life before, uh, you know, degrading to a certain point. So Dallas Cowboys fans uh, are running out, running out of time uh, to watch the, you know, to watch their like last Super Bowl or something like that. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Dude, the Jets the won the Super Bowl in fucking 1969. I know. I'm aware. All right. And Demata Sabonis has fucking 16 points at halftime. You know what, dude? I'm going to taco night. That's it. <laughs> I'm right. done with you. All right, I'm I guess going I'll to go, taco night. I, I might get a meatball parm hero. That sounds like a good idea. Meatball parm, definitely the way to go if you're not going to drive around to Taco Bell. And 100%, my mom's meatloaf is better than your mom's meatloaf. I'm not going to fight over that. That's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> That's going to do it for us here on Annie Up. Big thanks to everybody for liking, subscribing, and listening. For Adam Ronis, Howard Bender, we'll catch you next time.